Music from D.C. and Baltimore You'll find it all here on Corridor Waltzes or cut time or straight for four You'll find it all here on Corridor Hello, this is Kelsey and welcome to a very special episode of Cast. This week, my guest is my band, Santa Labrada. We're going to talk about our new album we put out this week. Oh man, we've had so much fun making this and I'm so glad people can finally hear it. This week, we just got back from our first out-of-town gig. I hope we can do more of those. We were up in Brooklyn, and we played Friends and Lovers, which was a very nice venue. It was a lot of fun. And I want to give a shout-out to Free Lucha. Check them out. They were the other band on the bill. And honestly, when I heard a blues band would be playing, I was kind of like, oh, so that's what this is. But Lee, the singer, just put so much emotion into her music, which I honestly hadn't heard in a while because, you know... Because a lot of the blues bands that I've heard are more of like a bar band situation. But this was something completely different. Please check them out. Amazing guitar player. Amazing bassist. Really good keyboard work. So even though they're not a local band, I needed to shout them out. So we did that. And then March 17th, this Saturday, as this goes up, we'll be playing Wind Up Space with friends of the show Holy Fingers and also Gateway to Hell. Hopefully future friend of the show. We'll talk to them about that. (laughs) So that's March 17th, Wind Up Space. That's our official album release. So if you show up, it's $10, but you'll get a download card to take home with you. So you'll get a copy of the record. So the album is up streaming. You can get it on Spotify, follow us on Spotify, all that good stuff. But if you want to support us a little more directly, you can go to SantaLabradaBandCamp.com. We have the digital album up for 10 bucks. You can also pre-order 180 gram vinyl this is going to be a really nice record this is something that this is something collector worthy so you can pre-order that for 20 that'll be out in july we're hoping so that should get you up on all the details as always if you have a band you'd like to see on the show get in touch with me at corridorcast on twitter corridorcast on facebook corridorcast at gmail.com feel free to reach out anyway and we'll be back in two weeks so since this is going up a week after the last episode, the the schedule will be a little shifted, but I'm sure you guys can deal with it. You guys are smart. Thanks so much for everyone that supported us as we put out this record, and I hope you enjoyed this conversation about it. Thanks. All right. Uh, thanks so much, guys, for doing this. This is a very special episode of QuarterCast. We have Santa Labrada. Hey, how are we all doing? Now, um, this is kind of weird since I know you guys all so well, but for the listeners, can everyone just say your name and what you play? Um, I'm Rain, and I'm the vocalist. Sharon, and I'm your drummer. And Colleen, and I'm the bass player. And I'm Kelsey, her host, and I play the guitar. So I'm really excited to do this, and I'm excited we have an album out. How are you guys feeling about it? Oh my god, awesome. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like not real to me. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so exciting. I, I was telling Rain when I saw your ca- the, the countdown post that you're putting on Facebook today, and my husband was like looking at um, Facebook phone this morning. He's like, oh, four mm-hmm. days till the album comes out. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, yeah, my album. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that you played the bass on. Yes. Very that well. Indeed. That I play the bass on. <laughs> So what do you, what do you guys hope people get when they listen to this? Like, obviously I have my own take, but what are we trying to do here? Well, I hope they find 
salvation and a new path in life. Right? <laughs> That's what I want. Keeping it simple. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I want them to be like, hey, yay, rock and roll. Good yeah. stuff. I forgot about that for a second, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It like like, it's like, oh yeah, that's a thing, and it's it's actually still good, and I like it. I'm I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely, really strong, strong stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, so we have our show coming up in New York. By the time this goes up, we'll probably already have played that. But like, I don't know. Do you think we can make that keep happening? Like, do you think we can? Get out of town more, different venues. Like, what, what, what's on our agenda? I want to play anywhere we can, anywhere and everywhere we can. <laughs> everywhere, anywhere. Everybody ones. needs to hear the message of Santa. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a weird plan because, like, um, the more I'm trying to find bands that are in our wheelhouse, and I'm looking around for, for like, you know, women centric mm-hmm. uh, bands that play rock music. I see like a lot in England in like the London area. There's this whole loud women collective that I think is, is really cool and, you know, could maybe a model for the way things go here, but also I feel like we could definitely try to hook up with them and maybe get some shows in England. And, and I keep thinking about, um, you know, the book, our band could be your life. And Mm -hmm. that certain period of time when people didn't really rely on promoters and professionals to book their tours, they just like, they book them themselves and I feel like we're gonna get people that want to help us with tours but until that happens I think that we could do some pretty cool tours just by you know doing it ourselves and getting people I think when people see what we're doing and hear what we're doing I just really think they're gonna like us yeah absolutely and so what kind of bands have you been checking out that you think we might be able to hook up with? It's kind of weird to ask these questions because it's like it's about the band that I'm in, but we'll just keep going. <laughs> so what, what, what are we going to be doing? What are we going to be doing? <laughs> um, I guess there's a bunch of them. There's one song I really like on this compilation out of Loud Women from a band called um, Petrol Girls. And I can't remember the actual title of the song, but it's all about body autonomy and consent. And then the last line is, touch me again and I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> and it, but, it, which sounds like it's way more aggressive than it is, but the, the music itself is just really driving and cool. And they don't start out that like overt in what they're saying and that it just like comes to a head. So it's got some good like dynamic range as far as the way the theme develops in the song, I think. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so that's one. Dofri Furias, which I can't really say, <laughs> has been a band that's gotten you know a lot of attention, and they're also part of that collective. Mm-hmm. And then there's just tons more. There's like funny bands. Um, there's serious bands. There's like anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we could fit in with either. I mean, you have a lot of humor in your lyrics, right? Like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Do you feel like you've become more? Hey, cat, what's up? Do you feel like? Uh, because with Degenerates, you definitely had a similar style because it's still you. But do you feel like you've kind of become more aggressive uh, in terms of themes and in terms of delivery and all that? Yeah, I mean, I think my my um, older band, the Degenerates, was more of a, a, a pop garage band, you know. And like when I when we started that project, I really set that out to be like a Buddy Holly lesbian band like I wanted to make like dumb Buddy Holly songs right (laughs) that like I'm like nobody's everybody's done L7 everybody's done like the scary stuff but I'm like I want to do like a dopey love song 
you know, and then that evolved a little bit and we got a little more political as we moved on. But like, it was still kind of like a constriction, you know, like I wasn't able to get as like, as angry as I wanted to be, you know, (laughs) Um, you know, and uh, so yeah, getting, getting into writing for Santa Labrada allowed me to really like kind of tear off that veneer. And so there's a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of wordplay and a lot of like, you know, jokes that I think are very, very, very funny, but like the delivery, you know, in Santa Labrada um, is a lot less, you know, ha ha. Like, it's just like, oh, okay. Um, like there's the one lyric in, um, um, uh, unfit mutters where I say, um, there's a clown for anger and a clown for war and a clown for whatever that clown's for, which is really, really a funny, funny lyric, but like in context, like there's no time for screaming about it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I've always wanted to ask, and now seems like a good time to do it. What, where did the clown thing come from? Is that specific reference? Did that just sound good to you or? Well, that song is um, that that song is about responding to a gaslighter, and um, you know, and I was dealing with some of that, um, dealing with some of that at the moment that that song came around, and then also kind of drawing all, around all the other times where I've been made to feel like I am crazy, you know, and when I'm like actually I think that I'm focused, um, and. Uh, you know, I feel like I didn't really have like a, a clown specifically that kind of showed up. But, you know, I mean, clowns are distractions and they're meant to be like. And disturbing. You know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so and and this is all also kind of concurrent with like the election, the you know, the U.S. election, which is just like all about like depressing, disturbing clowns, you know, that have taken offices. And um, so I definitely had that kind of a thing in mind, you know, because I mean, you know, what else is the current president other than a clown? Right? <laughs> you know, the whole administration, it's mm-hmm. like a clown car. Mm-hmm. One gets out, one more. It really is. is. Yeah. It really is. And it's a rotating cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, you know, we always play a song for this, and I'd really like to give people a chance to listen to one of our tracks. What do you think we should play, guys? Mm. This might be a tough call. There's... Some good stuff. I mean, they're all there. good. <laughs> Let's just throw the whole album on there. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Unfit Mutters is a really cool song. Uh, and yeah, we were yeah, just we're talking about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's something mm-hmm. that it's pretty easy for people to connect to. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break, listen to Unfit Mutters, and we'll be right back. Well, welcome back to the stopping ground. You'll never believe it, but what I found is that you're a liar and you're a thief, and I won't be consumed by grief and spit right back into the gutters with the other unfit murders. 
So, Sharon, you had a chance to play with a lot of different, like, drums when we were recording with Frank. Yeah. Um, what, how was that for you? Did you, um, I mean, you've been drumming a while. Did, did you, like, how do I want to put it? Not did you learn anything new, but did you, like, pick anything new up just messing around the studio? or? Um, not necessarily anything new, but a chance to, I've played, prob- there are probably five different snare drums on that album. And what was great with working with him is he had listened to the material before and he was like, oh, I want this drum for this. And he could pull it and he was spot on, he was right for each choice. And everything was tuned amazingly and just, it, it sounds amazing. I don't know what else to say <laughs> about recording with Frank, but it was yeah. all spot on. Yeah. Yeah. His ear is so good. Mm-hmm. Just so precise yeah. yeah like for my guitar it sounded so different than you know what i had been playing live and like what was in my head but it was in such mm-hmm. a good way like he always seemed like he yeah. was always putting us where we wanted to go so that was maybe maybe we ought to mention who we're talking about is um frank marchand who did uh, the recording and engineering and, and mixing of our album and he likes to be referred as frank quote the punisher <laughs> marchand just FYI. Yes. I have to know. Do you know this? Did he give himself that nickname? or I have some... no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, like, I really enjoyed working with the guy, but I hope that someone else gave him that nickname. I kind of yeah. hope that he gave it to himself. <laughs> and I think I'm going to have to come up with one for myself, too, and just yeah. like, promote it like somebody gave it to me. What yeah. would your superhero nickname be? Like, he took the Punisher. What would your comic book, not superhero, comic book uh, nickname be? Oh, God, I'd really have to think about it. I really, really would. <laughs> All yeah. right. Sorry. All right. Anyone else have a good one for that? Uh, the, the typo spotter. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said if I have a superpower, it's spotting typos because I can just, like, look at a piece of paper and I'll find the typo on it, like, immediately. This is not a useful superpower, but, you know. Oh, my God, it's the most totally useful superpower. <laughs> if I had that, like... I would, my stories that I write for the paper would all be beautiful. My editors would love me. Oh, you got to love that superpower. Come on. <laughs> got any superpowers, Sharon? I don't know. I can't think of one. Okay. Awesome drumming. Just awesome. Awesome. awesome drumming. Oh. <laughs> Superga shoes. <laughs> Colleen, how do you say that? Uh, super gay? Super gay oh, shoes. Yeah. There's some uh, Ked style <laughs> shoes here, and they're white, and they're, they're super gay. Italians. Yeah, yeah. S U P E R G A. So, uh, super gay shoes. If you're out there, uh, we would love to wear more of your shoes and to promote them. Yeah, yeah send us. Yeah. We're currently, yeah, we're currently mm-hmm. accepting bids for for sponsorships from companies. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. We are open for beer sponsorships. Mm-hmm. If there's any beer companies out there, I personally want a champagne sponsorship. Yes. Yeah, any totally. champagne companies would like, you know. To work can, with us. Can we license our own champagne, and what would it be called? Ooh. Uh, uh, wait. Um, Bloody Mary's taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We can do a whole line just based off of uh, all the many names of Santa Labrada. That's, That's true. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like could, a Wilga Fortis could be a nice, like, Riesling. Or actually, that could be, like, a fortified wine. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, God. We could oh, do a gosh. Santa Lambrusco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like something it. like, I like that. that. I think there already is a Saint Lambrusco, though. Oh, well, I will. We'll, we'll use that. <laughs> yeah. Killed we'll, we'll get our lawyers on that. Mm-hmm. 
Get our trademark letters out. Santa Lagerada. Mm-hmm. Could do it. No, over the sucks. beer. Yeah. 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 We're, we're really up for a lot of this right now. So if you're out there and you need an awesome band to promote your, your products. And it doesn't matter how bad it is. I'll drink it. So don't worry. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Got it. We have a can-do attitude. <laughs> and we can drink yes, that. So give us a can and we can <laughs> do <laughs> want to drink it. Oh, my God. So we've gotten to know each other over two years now. Yeah, it's been two it's years been in the bin. Two years. Wow. Right? Yeah. February. But I don't think I've really asked you guys about how you got down this dangerous path much. I've learned bits and pieces. But um, how did music start for you? I'll start with you, Rain. When did you start playing in bands? Wow. I mean, I didn't really start playing in bands, bands, till I moved to Baltimore. Um, you know, I lived in California for many years and did a lot of, like, solo stuff and open mics. And, I was, you know, I've been writing songs since... I can remember, you know, junior high, high school, and uh, but never really like making a band click. There was a lot of desire, but it never really happened. Um, moved to Baltimore, we started the Degenerates, and then that. And you moved here to be in the in a band, didn't you? Wasn't I moved that here. Well, you know, it's funny when I moved here just to start my life over as an artist, you know, because I had been working in like social justice stuff and like publishing and dot com worlds out in California. But I was like, I need to focus on an arts career. So I'm move, moving to Baltimore. And, um, you know, it was kind of like a very tense time in my life. When, and uh, I was telling everybody I knew in California, moving to Baltimore. And none of them knew where Baltimore was, you know, <laughs> because they're just like California. Like, oh, the world revolves around us. Yeah. And so they're like, Baltimore, what's that? And I'm like, well, it's where I'm going to go. And they're like, what are you going to do there? And I started telling people I was going to move here to become a rock star, which I thought was very <laughs> funny like akin to Gonzo the Muppet saying that, you know, he was going to India to become a movie star. (laughs) And I was just like very entertained by this because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm just going to like plummet into the ocean as soon as I get here or what. It doesn't matter. I was leaving California. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, you know, I mean, I'm not Mick Jagger yet. But like, you know, I I feel, I feel like hitting, like I feel like I've accomplished that goal. Like yeah. anything else that happens now is even going to be better. So <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. And uh, Sharon, when did you start playing music? Um, well, I was forced to play clarinet in the high school band. Ooh, so that kind of sucked. I was a clarinet player. Were you? Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do brass or play drums, and I never got to do either. Of those. So I was because we owned a clarinet. Thanks, big sister <laughs> Janet, who left that damn thing at home when she left. <laughs> um, so I didn't really start playing drums until later. Um, my spouse at the time, his father passed, and I inherited a drum set. I was about 27 at the time, and I just, we put it in the basement, and I couldn't get off of it. And um, that was it, just play and play, then dropped it for a couple of years. Uh, we moved to Michigan and um, started playing with a group of girls up there, uh, my band Klunt. Awesome, awesome, awesome band. Um, and then went off to graduate school, put it off again. And you guys are really the first time I played steadily for several years at a time. Oh, yeah. It's been a delight. It's cool. Yeah. Actually, That's yeah, you might have mentioned that. Um, so, but why? Because it seems like it would have been really easy to just leave the drum set in the basement. Like, what was it? I mean, did it just, was there something that you can point to that drew you to it? Or was it just? 
you know. Well, it was fun and it was loud. I like loud stuff. <laughs> basement full of uh, power tools too, if you all know me. Um, oh my God! The next record we have to put power tools. <gasps> in there. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> we totally can. I mean, Holy put, shit! Yes, put all of the tools in it. Yes, all the tools. Yes. Yeah. But um, in addition to that, it's, um, for me, I I wouldn't consider myself sporty or coordinated, but for some reason, I was kind of coordinated to begin with, playing drums, so that was cool, because it felt kind of natural to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, pretty much just driven to do that whenever it's there. That's awesome. And then, Colleen, you've been in bands for like ever, right? Like, how did it start for you? Um, well, no, I, I started playing um, in high school. Uh, my friend announced she wanted to play guitar, and I, I followed with, well, I want to play bass, because I always really liked like the bass lines and classic rock and all this kind of stuff. So um, so when she got lessons, I took uh, some crappy guitar that my brother happened to have, and I learned everything that she learned at her lessons, and everything that my other friend learned at her lessons, and then one day they announced that um, the jazz band, you know, back when schools had music programs... Uh, I was looking for a bass player, and I was like, this is it. And I went down there, and uh, the band teacher had known my brother, who was a, really a trumpet player. And he's like, all right, here you go. And they, they had a giant Gibson grabber and a big old like, bass rig, and they stuffed me in a practice room with a beginner book and said, all right, go at it. So that's when I started playing bass. I was like 16, and, uh, and that was cool, very, very cool. Um, and then... Lots of twists and turns. I was in the Navy. I came here. I came there. I ended up in Baltimore. And I ended up, uh, you know, hanging out and, like, going to see a bunch of bands, but never really feeling like I could be in one. Mm -hmm. But obviously, I secretly wanted to be in one. Um, And then the first band I was actually in wasn't until I was 30. And a bunch of women decided that they were going to be in a band regardless of whether they could play. (laughs) And they said, we're we're going to pick up our instruments and learn. And the bass player slot was already taken because people just, that's kind of a, it's a gateway drug for a lot of people (laughs) who are too afraid to learn the guitar, right? Yeah, people think it's easier. And if you want to be good at it, like, I I can't do it. (laughs) I mean, if you just want to get up there and dong, 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 dong. Yeah, you can totally do that. But, like, I was kind of mad because I actually wanted to play the bass. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it turned out for the best. So I uh, became, like, a second guitar in that band. That band was called Vestal Vermin. So that was interesting to try. Because I had to, like, uh, it was really challenging to be the one person who had any playing experience. Obviously, I had I had learned guitar, too. I played a little guitar. So to figure out how to, like write songs and how to take what they had started with and weave it into something that sounded cohesive. I kind of like took on the arranger role mm-hmm. and that, and that was really fun. And I got to get on stage and it was great. And then, uh, from there I was in an, another band called secret crush society, which I started left, returned back to after the, the, my replacement decided to quit. Um, and that was uh, super fun, too. And that was my big, like, I'm going to be a bass. And that was all more pop. Like, it was, it was kind of like pop garage, like like Rain was saying. Mm-hmm. Secret Crush mm-hmm. Society and the Degenerates used to play a lot of shows together. We were definitely in the same wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I didn't play in anything for a long time. And, and then uh, I just kept noticing, like, some of my friends who had been away from it a long time got back into music and they were hanging around with people, other people who had never quit, 
and they were like not young people and they were having good success and I was like this is amazing I'm so inspired I want to get back in it and I want to do some like hard rock what the music I've always wanted to play I actually this time I want to play bass which is my original (laughs) thing I said when I was 16 (laughs) and I want it to be hard rock and I want it to just fucking rock Mm -hmm. and so that's that's what I set out to do when like trying to get this pull this band together and then we did it. And then we did Yay! it. Yay! <laughs> How about you, Kelsey? You yeah, start? tell us your story. Uh, well, I, well I, I've always been like in love with music. Like I took piano lessons when I was like in first grade. And I'm still pissed that I didn't stick with it because I think that would have been really good to do in terms of like, you know, arrangements and theory and all that shit. And then I kind of, I got in guitar in a similar way to you, Colleen, because um. Our school had a jazz band, and that's where I learned how to. That's so. What happened was our band teacher. I, I got into the jazz band, but I didn't know how to play my guitar yet. Mm-hmm. So what our teacher did was he had the other guitar player in the band like sit down with me in another room, and he showed me power chords, and that was the start of everything. Yeah. So I really wish there was more music in schools, because <laughs> otherwise, like I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be here. If, if it wasn't for music in our school. Well, uh, well a little distracting note, because um, I, I think this is interesting. Guys. Kelsey's got her... That's her, her cat snipping, everybody. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Kelsey's got an old bass she wants to, get to uh, you know, donate to the cause, <clears throat> and I have a friend who's a teacher at Patterson High School, and we're going to make arrangements for that to, that bass to make its hands into a student at Patterson High. Because we need to do more of that. We need to do more of that. Yes. But yeah, I didn't play in my first band till, till um, God, it was, it was after college, actually, so I was getting a little older. Like, I jammed in college with some friends, but it was never, it was never a good, uh, like, environment to actually have a band and, like, a drum kit anywhere, so... Yeah, it got a little bit of a later start, too. Mm-hmm. We were trying to do, like, a college rock situation, and it was a lot of fun. We made a record. It, honestly, I'm kind of embarrassed by the vocals on it, but everyone else, like, our instruments were okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, that's good. Awesome. I love that we've all got, like, a band geek part of our career. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to. Yeah. Right? Like, it's a good thing. Yeah. I will always advocate for music in schools because yeah, without yeah. it, seriously, I can't believe these people are trying to cut that out. Yeah, yeah, or have cut that out. It's ridiculous. I learned so much in that time of my life. Do you still? Uh, well, I guess you don't play clarinet anymore, oh, do you? No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. the last day of my senior year, I put that away. I I also had a failed clarinet career, but that was yeah. Uh, it was restricted to only the fifth grade so i didn't oh, really think it was even right. worth mentioning <laughs> we should get together i rocked a french horn and what oh, oh nice yeah yeah Kristen, uh my wife Kristen, um was also a french horn player oh that's awesome i'll have to talk to her about that i, yeah. I had no idea it's a weird instrument for weird people, and I mean that as a compliment to Christian. Yeah, no, I think when I found that, I'm like, yeah, it's your I'm you're married. You, yeah. <laughs> That's what sealed the deal. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> seal All right. deal, seal the deal. So what else should we talk about? What um uh do we want to 
this is so weird to ask these questions like in, in the band that uh, I'm in, but like, what do what do we want to do next? What's our next album? Do we want to try anything crazy with like different sounds or different different uh, yeah. musical arrangements? I feel like Frank opened the door for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that like, I mean, I think what Frank did for our album is just like make us more of what we are, you mm-hmm. know, which I think is an amazing thing. Um, mm. I love how our sound has evolved and I still don't know what, I mean, we're a hard rock band, obviously, but like, what else are we, you know, like we're just doing this, this thing. And I, 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 we always hear different things from different people about like what we're like, you know, it's like on one hand we hear like Black Sabbath and on the other hand we hear Minutemen, you know, (laughs) I'll take all those comparisons for sure. Somebody else the other day was saying, like, oh, you're like, um, what if uh, X-Ray Specs was fronting Led Zeppelin? And I'm like, that's, oh. a, that's a good one, too. Like Led Zeppelin, holy shit. Yeah, I got right? a lot to live up to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like just, like, watching watching this, this band evolve its sound and just, like, nailing a thing and moving on to the next song, moving on to the next song has just been so phenomenal and, like, I don't know. I'm excited for whatever our second record is. Yeah. For sure. For me, I've had these like uptight moments where I'm like, oh crap, what, what if we just can't do this again? <laughs> and, and I'll feel myself getting all upset and then, and then I'll like go in and try to like, you know, try to write some stuff or come up with some riffs and some days nothing's happening. Other days, oh, here's some cool stuff. And it just, it, it came around to the point where I just had to remind myself, uh, it's supposed to be fun. If you did it before, you can you can do it again. You just write new stuff, mm-hmm. and it'll like go where it goes. Like yeah. you can't be controlling. You're just like, especially as like one person in a band of like four really talented people. There's just got to be a lot of room for like seeing what happens because you just don't know, and you can't dictate or. You can't put it. You can't put anything in a little hole, or it won't be good anymore. Yeah. One of the things that I love about playing with you, in particular, is I think we come from overlapping but very different places. So when you put down a baseline, like sometimes I hear it and I don't know what to do, which I hope doesn't frustrate you too much because I think in the end it kind of like becomes, you know, like Rain was saying, it becomes like not just one thing, like yeah, you know. Just like that we all might hear things in a different way, but from the same root. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just seems to come so easily when we play together, too. Yeah. yeah. It just, you know, you might play three notes, and then Colleen picks three other things that kind of <laughs> counteract that, and then I jump in with something, and then Rain starts her thing, and it's like, yeah. oh, well, okay, well, there's another one. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and maybe it'll survive all the way to the end. Who yeah. knows? But like, I don't know. The, the magic that this band is is just—it's a good thing. It's Aww. a good thing. It's yeah. Good thing. Well, no reason being humble about it. We're amazing, so everyone should know that we're amazing. That's true. And we're protected by a saint. Yes. yes. And I have your own scapulars too. If I get the saint to help me untangle this. That's oh, that's right. yeah, yeah. I go to the nun shop every time I go back to my hometown. Oh. And I have to pick up these cute little fun. Oh, that's fun nice. for us. Yeah. So you were back <laughs> recently, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was adorable. I actually asked them about 
Saint Labrada, and I had the woman pull out the book, and we went through it. Oh, and that's awesome. She took my um, email address, and uh, she got back to me saying she couldn't find anything. But that's probably because of the decanonized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was really sweet. They actually looked. All <laughs> the little ninety-eight-year-old nuns look so cute. That's wow. so awesome. So I always go down and buy their stuff. Yeah. yeah. Were you back visiting your mom or like? What? I was. I'm okay. starting a new job tomorrow. So yeah. I've been off this week and went down there. Nice. Yeah. And visited my lady, your sisters of the Benedictine. While I was there. <laughs> nice. It's a cute, cute little shop. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Um. I had something I was going to ask. Sorry. Uh, so who who do we want to play with, guys? Like, who's our dream team, our dream lineup that we haven't played with yet? Well, I've got this one. My One of my big dreams is that I want to play a show where Judas Priest opens for us, and then we play, and then Judas Priestess headlines. Oh, yes. yes. There you go. That'd That's what I really want. <laughs> it's never going to happen, but, like... No, it is. Yeah, it, it's it totally is. gonna that happen. That would make me really, really happy. I want to play with Pussy Riot. Yes. And Kitten Forever. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good lineup just because of the yeah. like the names, but yeah. <laughs> um. So I guess um I guess we'll keep this one kind of short and sweet unless um is there anything else we want people to know about the album like uh, obviously you can get it on our Bandcamp it should be out on um, iTunes and all that stuff by now um this should be going up before the record release at Wind Up Space so we'll um, make sure people know about that but yeah anything else uh, any beside behind the scenes stuff that we should let people know about well um so. We are making a vinyl version of this, yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh, we decided to just kind of nerd out, and we're doing 180 gram vinyl, and with a big gatefold jacket, and that's going to be out in the summer. And we got some really good photography on it. Um, uh, Trish Newberg is a friend who's done a bunch of live photography of us. It's really cool. There's some of that on it, and then there's a, a photo shoot we did with um, Shane Gardner, who builds himself as the rock and roll socialite, and he's <laughs> quite a you know, up and coming in the rock photography world locally, um, did some really cool shots for us too that are going to be in there and, uh, it's going to have lyrics and it's going to be just like really great stuff. And, uh, Tim Mazurik helped us with the album design and, uh, so we're excited about putting that out. That's going to be a few months, but we are going to be taking pre-orders starting with, uh, starting with the release on Bandcamp. So that's something worth. And then we'll yeah. release that on the feast day of Santa Labrada in July. So look for our show announcements yes. about that. That's yep, going to be yep. really a big show, July 20th. CD or a CD album final release party. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a good time. On the day of our yes. saints. Yes. The yes. saints day. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And then, um, and then other bands we also want to play with is... With been trying to get the stars mm-hmm. to align for us to play with uh, War on Women, yeah. and local mm-hmm. feminist band, and um, post pink if we can. Um, but they're busy uh, touring with the Breeders. I'm yeah. so jealous. And I, oh, I, I, take it. I say it. I honestly say this with more admiration than jealousy, but I can't lie that there's a little bit of jealousy in there. Oh too. my god, I'm so <laughs> jealous. Yeah. No. 
I Post Pink, love... you guys are awesome, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, so just funny. kidding. We should play a show together. Yes, absolutely. I want to play with Against Me. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Two loud trans totally. women. Totally. You uh, you had reached out to them, didn't you? Did not um, I haven't really yet. Oh, I thought you yeah. had. Okay, my yeah. bad, my bad. But we've got mutual friends that we've talked to, so I feel like. When the uh, when it's when it's the right, you know? <laughs> just waiting for the iron to be exactly. hot to strike. Exactly, like getting this album out, I think is going to be a real testament to what we can do. Yeah, you know? and uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to see what happens. I guess it would make sense to have an album out before we try to try to reach out to someone at that level. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yes, got to strategize. Right. Right. Because, you know, like, you know, like, a lot of what, what this lyric content is about being a trans woman in this world, and, like, there's not that many of us that are doing this kind of work. Yeah. So, you know. You know what? We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that. Can you, um, uh, yeah, so let, let, let's go on a little bit. Talk talk about the importance of that and, you know, what it means to you. Well, I mean, I've got a lot. Of, I, got, I got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, you know, and I've known this for a long time, like as a writer, you know, I, I mean, I'm at, at base, I'm a writer and have been since, you know, I was young and, um, always like contending with the trans identity and kind of dealing with the fact that like, well, I don't always want to be like trapped in like having to talk about trans issues, but you know what, that's what I get to do in this world, you know? And, um, and I would, you know, a lot of that, a lot of my content that were, that went on in my other projects, my other bands, um, touched on it, but like, you know, sometimes in a coy and funny way and sometimes in an ironic way, but like, um, this opportunity to do it with Santa Labrada allowed me to like, really like vent my spleen about a lot of things, you know, and just kind of talk back to, uh, uh, some things and some people that like don't get talked back to so like you know there's a phenomenon where there's a lot of people that kind of fetishize trans people and and chase them and um you know and don't really value us as human beings necessarily even though they're sexually attracted to us um and uh you know it's kind of like a demeaning position to be in, you know, as an object, right? No one wants um, to be an object. And so, like, I got to respond to one of my chasers, you know, who actually had published some weird things about me. And I'm like, you know what? I could either, like, do this on the individual level or I can, like, use one of our amazing, amazing, powerful songs to, uh, you know, put some lyrics behind that. And so, like, there's a lot of that kind of content that I just don't know, you know, I don't know who else is doing this kind of work. Um, I'm excited to connect with them if they are, you know, um, and, uh, you know, cause it's just time, it's time to be able to, to speak up about these things. Yeah. Do you think there'll be a time in our lifetime when you don't have to do that? Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of things that I didn't think that I would see in my lifetime. You know, I didn't think I'd see a time that I'd be able to get married or, you know, whatever. So, but like now I'm married, so <laughs> you know, um, yeah, there's a lot of things that are, I mean, I never thought that like we'd be able to have like a national dialogue about trans issues and yet we are, you know, so yeah, anything's possible, mm -hmm. you know, what's going to happen in five years, 10 years, 40 yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. You know, thinking back 
to when I was a kid. It's, it's kind of funny you bring that up because, like, you know, you know, growing up not as a trans person, like, you know, seeing Bugs Bunny in a dress was the closest thing that ever, like, was to that. And now, now there's people running for governor who are trans, you yeah. know what I mean? Or, I'm sorry, not governor, running for uh, Senate that are trans. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess, um, so you feel like there's a lot of progress then? Definitely. I mean, you know, we're not out of the, we're not out of the woods yet, but, you know, yeah. We, yeah, we've got people running for office. We've got people on television. We've got all kinds of different things that are happening. I mean, just the fact that, like, the words are on people's mouth, in people's mm-hmm. mouths in a way that they never were, you know. I mean, when I, when I first came out in the late 80s, <clears throat> um, this was not spoken of you know yeah like there'd be like a some episodes of like phil donahue or you know that kind of thing but beyond that like it wasn't part of the dialogue mm-hmm. at all you know even in the in, not even in the gay community you know because then it was very much like the gay and lesbian community it wasn't lgbt then you know but it is now <laughs> <laughs> it is now and you got something to say so yeah, we're gonna indeed, indeed. <laughs> bit, um on a related note we were talking so we were talking about LGBT and trans issues and we were talking about activities associated with our release and then earlier I was talking about you know some of the the bands that I've been kind of connect feeling a connection to in England but um one thing that stitches all those up is like the week after our album release we're participating in an event in an event in DC called Women Fuck Shit Up Mm -hmm. and that is meant to be um a um a gay, trans, and women-inclusive music and arts event. Um, so we're really excited about it because we, we want to see what um, what the event organizers have cooked up. It's, uh, it's based off of a festival that has mm-hmm. been running in California for a few years, and they're just now um, developing this DC version. So we're super excited that we're going to meet maybe, you know, some like-minded bands and see what the organizers have put together, and mm-hmm. maybe we'll be starting to, you know, build an build a network of alliances Absolutely. in our own area to kind of networking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm excited about it. I yeah. think it'll yeah. be good. It will. It will. And I'm, I'm <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see how we're received in DC because like my DC experiences are not doing fun things, <laughs> like not going to shows. <laughs> so, um, you know, my impression is like, oh, I gotta get to K street. So it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens when people are just relaxed and having a good time. Don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a fun one. I think so. I think so. Um, well, all right. Should we go practice guys or yeah. anything else? Let's yeah. do it. All right. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. Yay, Woo, thank you. All right. Thanks so much for doing this guys.